Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happy June, everybody. I cannot believe it. Sometimes this year flies by and goes slow, and then all of a sudden it's summer. The kids are out of school. Yeah, it's June crazy. 3rd. Yes. Thank yeah. you for being here. Mark happy Pride Week. And Greg Hughes. Happy to be here. Yes, happy Pride Week. Uh, KUTV will be uh, participating in the parade tomorrow morning, so I'll be waving at you if you're out there. Greg, can I expect to see you there? I won't be there. Okay. How about Mara? You're going to be there? Tomorrow I'm, I can't because oh, I'm, I'm doing lacrosse, but... Yeah, I, I know. have been for it. It's a fun parade. I know. Life is busy, but it is a fun parade. It's going to be good weather, and that part is nice. Um, so it'll be nice to have an escape from adulting at my house today. <laughs> adulting? I just, yes, I just got adulting. to work. And sometimes you know how you have weekends where you can have fun, and sometimes you're just doing mom duty like going mm-hmm. or dad duty, going to soccer games or whatever games they have going on. Right now, our washer and dryer died, so mm. we spent last weekend shopping for at a new one. At the same time? Um, well... The dryer completely died. The washer's been making horrible noises for a while, so we knew this was coming. We've owned them for 20 years, so I think we've gotten a lot of life out of them. But now, today before work, we took them all out, and I was... You th- I think I'm a very clean person, but then you move your washer oh, and your dryer, it, and you're like, it's what ugly. is happening? Yeah. So I've been cleaning and scrubbing, and I'm one of those people that once I start cleaning and scrubbing, I get very aggressive, and I just want to do everything <laughs> that holds still. You should do a consumer show about what washer and dryer lasts 20 years, because I've nice. I've been through a number of washers and dryers in less than 20 years. I feel like it's they because don't they were older. I mean, I bought them when we were young and newly married, and I think they make things differently than they I do agree. now. Yeah. We, we were shopping, and I was like, just show me something that doesn't connect to Wi-Fi. Doesn't cook a roast. Exactly. I just exactly. literally want to wash, wash my, clothes. my clothes. Do you have one of those? It can have a dial. It doesn't have to have any digital you know, screens on it. Just let the dial and pull out the, the handle. Yeah. And honestly, it. when it came down to the decision making, it was what can you offer me that I can get in the next week and not get in yes. August because I just didn't want to go to the yeah. laundromat. Yeah. I know. So here we are. Nothing lasts ever. My, my, I've had, I'm on my second refrigerator and my house really? is about, what, what is it? It's 15 years old. I was trying to think. My, our, our washer and dryer is probably nine years old. I wasn't there for the final decision making, but I do yeah. know when our youngest and my husband tried to install it. Apparently, when you're at the store, they look smaller than when you get home oh, and try yeah. and fit them in the door. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't participate in that. I'm telling I, you, I did not. There isn't anything you buy for your house that's going to last longer than... If you get 10 years out of it, you're playing with house money at that point because yeah. nothing's lasting long. TVs, TVs go out all the time. Everything. I everything, feel like they do everything's that on purpose dying. these days. And it oh, they do. Me nuts. It's like I a ticking time bomb. Every one of these things. We just expect now that we don't keep, take care and keep It's a throwaway things. society, but they did it. They, they, to your point, it's all been engineered to self-destruct in, I, ten, I think in a is. decade. Because well, you think about the things that our parents owned or our grandparents forever. owned. Forever. Forever. And it was just built to last. And now mm-hmm. it's just all they want you to buy some more stuff. And sometimes I just don't want to buy more exactly. stuff. Exactly. So you. anyhow, if anyone has any laundry to be done, I'll have a new machine uh, <laughs> <laughs> on Saturday. Exciting things going on at the Hatch House. Uh, not as exciting, and I shouldn't even use the use word exciting. This has been one of the most bizarre news weeks 
I have participated in in 25 years of covering news, and I'm speaking to you, Utah County. <laughs> I don't know what the heck is happening, but uh, if you have not been participating in the news of the last week, we have the Utah County District Attorney and the Utah County Sheriff's Office in a weird, strange war that I don't know had to be a war. So I'm going to start out um, where this all came from. And where's my days? I had to write it all down so I would know what happened. Oh, my gosh, my notes are all messed up. Here we go. Sorry, I'm so disorganized coming no, to this it's... podcast. So okay. This is such an easy story to, you know, to, know. to share. So, so Monday was a relaxing day. We all mm-hmm. just came in, had a normal day. Mm-hmm. Some people oh, took the day off. It was Memorial Day. Then yeah. Tuesday, the Utah County Sheriff's Office um, released information that they had an investigation they were working on. It was a very vague investigation, but also very weird because they used the words ritualistic sex abuse, which is not something we say on a regular basis. <laughs> and they were calling for anyone who possibly in a 20 to 30 year span had been involved in something that sounded like this to give them a call. Now, they put this vague call out there. We all had a lot of questions. They said they couldn't answer them, which I understand. Sometimes you have to hold back information in investigation. So a lot of people are going, okay, well, where did we get this from? Sometimes sex abuse cases do come up decades later because that's when people are willing to talk about it. So Wednesday, we get to Wednesday, which... um, we just think it's going to be another day. We're just going to wait to hear from the sheriff's office yep. again. But no, we wake up and the Utah County District Attorney, uh, David Lovett, who's actually made quite a name for himself in this last year anyways with a lot going on with uh, saying that he didn't want to have death penalty cases anymore. Then there were a bunch of prosecutors who wrote a letter and said they didn't have faith in him anymore. So he'd already had a big Fraternal year. Fraternal Order of Police as well. And yeah. Oh, Fraternal Order of Peace, uh, Police. So anyhow, so he'd kind of had a busy year of being in the headlines. And then all of a sudden, he calls a news conference and essentially uh, puts his name into the middle of the investigation that I don't believe his name had been put into from the sheriff's office and saying, my wife and I have been dragged into this and somebody who's mentally ill, who's been debunked 10 or 15 years ago, said uh, we were cannibals and we ate children and we murdered children and we were involved in sexual uh, ritualistic abuse. And we were all like, wow, whoa. (laughs) Wow. So he holds his news conference, and then the duly news conference comes from the sheriff's office saying, oh, and the sheriff, he called for the sheriff to lose his job and the PIO, which is the public information officer. Yeah, he wants him to resign. Yeah, he wants him to resign, and then he wants a review of what the sheriff's office is doing. So then the sheriff holds a news conference, and he's like, I'm not going to resign. I'm not going to call on him to resign. That's not my job. I'm doing an investigation. I can't believe we're talking about this out loud. And here we are today. And then, so this is somewhat, Levitt is also saying, this is just electioneering. I'm, Levitt's up for re-election. He's saying, you know, this guy just doesn't want me to be re-elected. Thursday, uh, he has two inter-party opponents. Thursday, one of the guys drops out Mm -hmm. because he says, no matter what, we just can't elect Levitt. And so I'm going to throw my support behind the other challenger yeah. whose name I don't Jeff remember. Gray. Jeff, Jeff Gray. Jeff Gray. And so he and he the challenger also used to work for Levitt and he's saying even despite what's going on guys he still needs to be out of office so his opponent drops out so that now there's just a two-person race although the ballots are already printed I know, so, so there'll be three names on the ballot yeah and I, I mean as much as i'd like to believe the entire world watches our newscast every <laughs> right. day there's a lot of people who aren't going to know that this adam pomeroy dropped out they're going to get their ballots in the mail and they're still probably going yeah. to some of them vote for him so yeah because june 7th which i believe is tuesday is when ballots should start appearing in our mailboxes mm-hmm. so 
We've got all this going on. And in between all of the madness, uh, the sheriff's office said that once they put that original plea out, they've heard from 20 victims or people who have responded, responded, who may know of a victim that their case is moving forward. So here we are. Obviously, politics happened before an election. Is this politics? I don't know. I can tell you that KUTV um, made a grandma request, and a grandma request is basically like a FOIA request. FOIA is for federal documents where you request them, they're released to you. The grandma request is for a release of documents. You have to ask very specifically for them from the government. They release them to you. Those were released um, from a different department to KUTV2 News months ago. I know our investigative unit has been looking into the case the sheriff's office is working on. I do know that it is a very sensitive case. Uh, There's people in there um, that we didn't expect to see in there, and we've had attorneys looking at it, and it hasn't something we've gone to air with. A lot of people don't know this, but news stations sometimes work on stories for months, even years sometimes, until they get it buttoned up, they know what they're talking about, and you feel like you can actually go to air without doing anyone any wrong and you're doing the public good. So this is something that's been on our radar. I believe maybe one other news station, it's been on their radar and they've been looking into it as well. Uh, Greg, I'm going to start with you. I know that you kind of have uh, a dog in this race sort of because you hang out with sheriffs. But (laughs) when you look at this, let's say just as a dude who's watching this, is this political? Are people wanting love it out because he's been, you know, rocking the boat or is this a real investigation that's just turned into, like, a minefield of insanity? Well, let me just say, when do you like sheriffs? I, I do work with the Utah Sheriff's Association. And and, and, and I would like to so say I that just Mara say that. and I don't dislike sheriffs. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. that you yeah. have so, a special relationship. I've not been aware of this. I, I wasn't aware. Wasn't aware of this uh, this issue, and as you've described, it was not on your bingo it card was not, this year. It, this did not just parachute in this week no. in terms of a brand new issue. This is something that's been lingering, and and I've, as I've learned, as we've seen this now, this is something that's been spoken about, even whispered about for a while. There's been some problems, some issues, some people asking why this was ultimately dropped long, long ago, even before David Levitt was uh, the county attorney. So you're talking Utah specifically county. about the case that David Levitt referenced, where he and his wife were. Accused I, to be cannibals just, and well, child yeah. murderers. The whole, this whole, I, okay. well, I'll t- I'm not referring to, I'm referring to the issues that have that have been discussed or investigated have been going on for a long time. And there has been questions asked out loud as to why this had never been adjudicated when there were victims that came forward and, and had statements to be made. I, I will say this, <laughs> that that press conference from David Levitt, I think was one of the worst things um, you're going to see uh, as a member of the public looking at a public servant because he says that it's it's all political pageantry it's all it's all a stunt but then he goes on to say how he knew this person this person that was uh, their license was taken away was a neighbor was his elders quorum president uh, that he knew and this him is a counselor or a therapist yeah, who, worked th- with who had who his license taken away who I think is really the su- the the suspect the person that a lot of this ritualistic child abuse is centered around, which we don't know about. Just we we don't. There's but, a lot of but assumptions. I'll tell you what you know there from David Levitt. This is what we do know from David Levitt's uh, press conferences. This is the guy he's talking about. He's talking about him. I have a family connection to yeah. him. Well, first he starts out saying none of this is true. None of this is all craziness, and then he goes on. But he was my neighbor, and he, I have a family connection, and I even testified in his divorce to protect his children from him. And he goes into these strange details. That uh, uh, how do you say you did it without saying you did it? 
have a press conference like that where you start to share details that nobody was really saying out loud or that, that uh, Sheriff uh, Smith from Utah County's press conference even touched on, he begins down this discussion and these details that are just odd. They're just odd. And, and I will tell you that growing up in Pennsylvania, Penn State as a, as a, as a university was larger than life. Joe Paterno one of the, the most winningest college football coaches in American history. I can't wait to see where this is going. Yes, follow me on this. Okay. There had been discussions that one of the assistant coaches, uh, well-known assistant coaches, had been abusing children. The institution was so big. Joe Paterno was untouchable. The topic was so gross. Uh, the issue was, was one that we didn't want, people didn't want to talk about. And so it was ignored. Yeah. Or it wasn't delved into. And then... There was the people coming forward, and the dam broke, and all of a sudden you had people that were were willing to speak that were too ashamed to speak before in hindsight. So what happens is that person, that assistant coach, Jerry Sandusky, gets convicted, will spend the rest of his life in jail for all the the crimes he committed. But Joe Paterno's statue is gone from Penn State. His record, winning record, college football record, is erased from NCAA records because in the court court hearings, he was notified – that this was happening, and he didn't do anything. I've um, forgotten about that. That's sad so stuff. So my point is this. When you get to a topic like this that is dis- difficult to discuss, and you have uh, people that you don't want to offend, you don't want to falsely accuse, you better make sure that we're on the side of children and making sure that children are okay. You better make sure that we're going to set aside perception, uh, political theater, and make sure at the end of the day, what you're doing, regardless of any of those circumstances, is that you're trying to protect kids best you can. Because the people that didn't in that situation in Penn State, their their reputations have been destroyed because they didn't act. So I think Sheriff Smith is on the right side on this. I think he needs to pursue it. And I don't care where it takes him. He needs to do that job. Okay, so here's my next question. This is for you, Mara, for a second. So I'm looking at this from, let's say, a public relations standpoint. Mm-hmm. And I think you are our best PR person <laughs> at the Exoro Group. I think you have to <laughs> tell people, you know, what's the best uh, route for, you know, public relations sometimes right. and with campaigns. Was David Levitt smart at all in that he was getting ahead of something? Or did he just make everything worse with everything that, I don't know. Word diarrhea came out. Yeah, I mean they're both came doing out. It. That they're, was not good. They, the English came they, out. They done come out, <laughs> and I, both sides are doing a poor job. I think communicating purpose and point, and part of it is the really weird titillating language around this. I mean, it's weird for the sheriff's department to come out with such specific, unusual language. Yeah. Um, the example that Greg used, unfortunately, is not. It it was sort of. It was horrific child abuse, mm-hmm. but it didn't. They didn't overstate anything. It was interesting that the sheriff used very specific words, um, and ritualistic I, being yes. a big one, and to be a little coy at the moment. You sometimes law enforcement doesn't list. I mean, they don't list who's involved, but the way they did it was highly unusual, and the attention they brought. I'm not suggesting. I, I but Mara, I think because I watched both press conferences, and I'm not going to interrupt you, but I, if you didn't watch both press conferences, the one thing that I thought stood out to me was this: um, David Le- in David Levitt's press conference, he is bringing details yeah, that no, the original press conference didn't do. I'll get, I'll, I'll do. get there, but but the but sheriff when you say ritualistic, shouldn't. 
He said, David Levitt's like, yeah, I arrested that guy for ritualistically I, killing a deer. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's he's using that that terminology. The, the, so the, the county attorney I don't is. think the sheriff has handled this well. The other thing that the sheriff has done is the PIO. The sheriff has not actually chosen to be on front of this. He sent out his PIO. So that's a choice. We would always tell you that if you're doing something like this, he, you should no, put Sheriff the, Smith You spoke have to this. hush for like two minutes He spoke minutes at the this. press conference. Sheriff he Smith did, did, and he didn't take questions. He's not running this. From a PR perspective, questions. I would have him run it. The PIO did agree to speak with several questionable outlets, which I think was a mistake on their part, one of which was supposedly this guy who Levitt claims – um, he convicted of rape. This is the Scottish guy, right? Or the, yes, but whether or not he did or not, who because knows? he hasn't confirmed anything to KUTV. But he did confirm, and the PIO confirmed, Sergeant Cannon confirmed that he spoke to him at, on Zeus News, which is his news outlet, which I would encourage no one to go to because it's not a credible <laughs> source. And um, But... But the official spokesperson for the sheriff department was engaging with this man who is not a credible source and does not, should not be engaged with at all yeah. and is involved in conspiracy theories. So that was an unusual thing for the sheriff's office yeah. too. Absolutely, according to everybody, Le- Levitt's press conference was not successful. I mean, to Greg's point, he brought up a bunch of stuff like the cannibalism that isn't anywhere. Nobody no. was and, saying that out and, loud. And, no. and no. that is not a word that you just let slide by. I mean, no. that was where I'm like, did you just say cannibalism? I mean, that's crazy, right? So Levitt isn't handling this, particularly on the heels of a heated election that he's had. Now, what we're starting to form, I think, is we've heard Levitt's name in the news for a while. I mean, I'm being now a public consumer where you're not tracking like the three of us do. But like you've been hearing about this guy for a while. It was highly unusual that that many employees of his are critical of him. That's a highly unusual situation for an attorney, a, a, a county attorney. So neither of them have handled it well. Levitt particularly did not seem prepared on his. He did has he shave though, his beard for the news conference. For the news, I, that's the first time I had seen him clean shaven. Yeah. I have heard subsequently him do a few interviews. He's narrowed his messaging. He's mostly sticking to the electioneering one, and he's made himself available. That's to the press. probably better to talk it's about. Probably better if to talk in about. Well, of PR. I, look, this this news outlet you talked about, and whether the PIO spoke to a announce like some random website i'm talking about the 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 news conferences where they both not only did they speak to the press but they both took questions from the from the media which by the way hats off to our media in terms of asking follow-up questions i having been tons of follow-up having been in in you know media availability myself i have not seen uh as as good of a job of asking the follow-up questions based on the answers that they were hearing they were but Greg, really one of the good. reasons I mean, it I was think really good. One and of so, the reasons there's these are so the mainstream much ones, Mara. There are mainstream outlets that are reporting sure. this, and that's where I'm drawing my. I haven't looked at this. Zeus no, but the thing. question was whether you criticize the actions. I mean, the sheriff yeah. has not been textbook on this. I'll just say, from a public relations point of view, yeah. his PIO okay. does not get bonus points. But from you're me. saying from some random site. I'm saying no. If, I'm if saying you look at from the major news sources, I think they the did institution it, they did should right. have agreed not to do it that way. And I also think there is something. The reason I think the press, this has been an incredibly hard story to validate and follow. 
Yeah. It's weird. From I both feel like sides. Even in our newscast, you're after like, we get what? done, I'm like, I even have a million questions, guys. I'm sorry. But we have so little information that we're being given from the That's sheriff's right. office that we can release. And then we have all these grandma documents that That's we have right. that we can't really release because we're still trying to wrap our brains around it and double check sources and get things confirmed until they are they're not going on TV. So, so. Levitt's defending, which is Weird, right? That's yeah. a weird play. Yep. But the sheriff is obfuscating a little. I'm not saying it's wrong for him to do it, but they have released a lot, and then they're doing a lot of I can't talk about I, it. I, I, I know you want to defend that. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, but I'm not trying it's, to. It's an unusual story by both of these entities. Okay, and before we go, I know I, I googled this, so I have, feel like I have to tell other people because I felt like I had to Google what sexual ritualistic abuse was anyways, or ritual sexual abuse. So it's a term used to describe sexual abuse linked to a symbolic or group clandestine activities with overtones of religious, magical, or satanic intent. Right. Which is super weird. So the question is, is all of this coming up um, because there is an election? Both of them are up for election? Or did was this just bad timing, Greg, where all of a sudden we've got an election, ballots are coming, and we've got this well, it, weird, it, it, it weird It clearly war. isn't time for an election for the reasons that you've actually stated. It, that There's been a lot of awareness of this for some time without it coming out. And then the what the reason I understand that Adam Palmeroy, who won the convention for the, as candidate, Republican candidate, uh, against David Levitt, uh, the reason he dropped down and is supporting David Gray uh, is because he, uh, he was so appalled by that. that. That press conference was so bizarre and he knew that, the, that if you didn't want to vote for the incumbent, you were going to split the, the vote against David Levitt into two. And so he dropped out. But if that was truly a planned deal, he would have done it prior to ballots being uh, pr- printed. I, I, I think that yeah, there's that a lot of sense. reaction happening in real That's time. That's an interesting take, though, because I'm just speaking for yeah. strategy. I'm not taking a side. We'll take but, your strategy. But yes. what you just said would, would point to electioneering by the, by the sheriff. No. Disrupting at the last minute is electioneering. No, no, I'm saying that if it were if if you're going to do this for election purposes, you would not want to have three names on a ballot. You would have done at it the sooner. June. You would saying. you would do that earlier. To, yeah, if that's if I, you I'm were electioneering, I'm not suggesting the sheriff understands how to disrupt elections. I'm just saying no, the I, timing yeah, is I, is coincidental with an active voting and and, cycle. You, and if you didn't have if we didn't have the way David Levitt reacted, responded. then maybe sure. you'd have more. That would be. A, you could say that, but it is absolutely, I can't even begin to understand when he says, yeah. this this individual yeah. who you've now said, voluntarily have said, was your neighbor that you have a family connection with, that you spoke in their divorce to protect the children from this man, and he was yeah. even gave personal information about the guy that had been excommunicated from his faith, all those things. You, when you were Juab County Attorney, arrested him for poaching, right. uh, and he was uh, killing his deer for ritual Answers it right away. He goes, "Oh no, no, no! That was for a Native American ritual." Yeah, no, uh, for he, sure. So they're like, um, "Did you investigate that to confirm it was for a Native American?" Well, no. Well, no, then how if, do you know? If that's you haven't, the, Greg's right. You're that using that blood for that animal for. I mean, they, what are we talking about? This is so weird. The the press conference <laughs> brought up more than it helped, oh, and that was an interesting. Yeah. After will that, I think where I'm like, will this affect the election, or will David oh, Levitt's Levitt name? Get him through to the finish line. Uh, I, I, you know, I think he was already in trouble. I mean, there had been an active grassroots campaign yeah. against him prior. Okay. Um, you know, it'll be an interesting question to how people track on the news because yep. I, I don't know how you could have missed this story just but because of its ha- unusualness. So this is where I always have a hard time. I, when I, I think 
you know, people don't know what they don't know. And if I'm aware of all this, then I think people know. But a lot of people don't. And so the weird that's thing is, is where I've posted these stories on Facebook. Sometimes when people are like really interested and they like read about there's a lot of comments. I have not seen a lot of comments. On yeah. The, what I posted. So I don't know if it's just too much to understand or you really had to listen to all the episodes to understand it. So it'll be interesting to see how yeah, this I don't know out. how this is tracking uh, amongst the general public. I know it. I think it's. It's bad news. I, I, it gives off. And here's the thing, too. This is interesting. This is going to, this is, it looks like I'm on a tangent. Okay. But I'm going to bring it I can't it wait to see where we're going. So there's this, there's this show on Hulu called Banner Under Heaven or whatever. Okay. Yes, and everyone's loving it right now. Yeah, loving it or hating it, right? But what it does is it tries as best as it can. It's based off a book to try to describe LDS or, or Utah culture in terms of how our faith impacts our, the way our society and culture operates. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you that it is absolutely um, legitimate to me that someone would use religion as a conduit. If you wanted to groom or or abuse children, that you would use religion as your conduit to, to get sure. close to that child here in Utah, where in in Pennsylvania you might use if you're a if you are sure. the renowned Penn State University and you can take kids to you can be a mentor and you can take kids to bowl games and people let you be trust. on the field yeah. and and you would use football yeah. there institutions you trust so so when we say ritualistic ways. is yeah. so crazy just realize that there there could be conduits of of ways to get the children through yeah. religion here in Utah that is unique to this state or its culture where the same type of predator may use a, a different conduit or a, a way to get the children that would be more uh, institutional in the other parts of the country. So One I just don't think it's be all interesting about is Satan. I just they, think it's a... If they reelect Levitt, uh, this issue will have not gone away. So that will be interesting yeah. if he's reelected. Plus, it's just not a really good brand for Utah County. So y'all no. might want to think about cleaning up that At brand. the end of the day, And I, it makes me kind of sad when I think about it because the thing is, is when there's accusations out there like this in cases, I mean, they're probably... Some there's some root or something yeah. to this, and so it just makes you sad that this is happening. There's a lot of smoke, right? Well, so yeah, I think a lot there's got to be a fire, fire somewhere. somewhere. And you have you have your KUTV did an interview with a gentleman who's older who a long time ago came forward with his story, and it's yeah. very it's 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 not good. And we posted and only a little bit of it, but very, we'll post it for you. It's very difficult to understand why after what he has described, uh, there that there wasn't uh, more action taken because that alone is more than smoke. That alone is something yeah. that's a little odd. And again, that story doesn't have one thing to do with David Levitt. So why he's thrown himself in that press conference in the middle of it like he has is a bit... I don't well, know, we're going to watch it play out, but we've got to move on to another topic real quick here. Uh, June 7th, which is just a couple of days away from when we're recording right now, is when ballots show up. June 28th is the primary. And this was a big week for uh, GOP debates and also the um, nonpartisan debates that are held by the Utah Debate Commission. And uh, the only debate that the Utah Debate Commission actually held for the primaries that had all of the candidates there was yesterday, and it was first district. It was Andrew Badger, Tina Cannon, and Blake Moore. Uh, Fourth district, Jake Hunsaker showed up. Burgess Owens didn't. Third district, Chris Harrod showed up. John Curtis didn't. Second district, Chris Stewart nor Aaron Ryder showed up, which was an interesting twist because Aaron Mm -hmm. Ryder's like, well, I'm out too. And then uh, the U.S. Senate, we saw the GOP, all three show up for the GOP debate uh, with Carson Jorgensen in his cowboy hat asking his nice questions, (laughs) which was kind of fun to listen to. And then we had (laughs) Becky Edwards and Ali Isom uh, show up for the debate commission. Uh, Barra, you first on this one. Obviously, 
our elected leaders are playing the game that they feel like they're in the position that they didn't have to be in these debates. Is that disrespectful to the voters to say, I'm not going to show up for what I, I consider a job interview? That's what these debates are. Yeah, for sure. I mean, what they're saying is we're Republicans and we only talk to Republicans. Mike Lee went so far as to imply that most people voting for him are not Republicans. So one, legally he's wrong. And two, shame on him. He's our current sitting senator. And he continues to repeat to me he only cares about a segment of Utah. So I think it's to the Republican primary. I think yeah, but he is the You're sitting tra- U.S. You, senator. You could say that in a general election, but it's hard He's to say that in a sitting primary. U.S. Senator Greg, he needs to yeah. put on big boy pants, come into the town square, he and went, if, he did and a if you can't handle talking in debate settings, then don't run for office. I think all of this is bringing in national malarkey, and I'm just so continuously disappointed that our mega mega majority in utah can't just perpetuate the public discourse apparently there are republican questions and democratic questions there aren't utah questions and they're continuing to point out that there's this schism and you know in utah where the republican primary is the general election I think what you'd want to do is, if you were proud of being a Republican and you thought you had a great platform, then scream it from every banner and talk, because this is, in fact, the de facto general election. Everybody knows it. The Republicans know it. The Democrats know, the Democrats know it. And the fact that they're just... Do you like that just, fact? Do you think that's the way it should be? It is the way it is, Greg. And the fact that it is the way it is, and to bring in, I just, the rancor at a national level... The Republicans in Utah have done so well to not be national, that kind of rancor. And it was the first time I saw the Republican Party here just sort of capitulate to you, us, them, instead of saying, yeah, this is an opportunity to once again defend Republican values. Because the reality is everybody on that stage, by and large, is a Republican. I mean, there's one or two that people are calling rhinos, but pretty much they're all espousing some form of Republicanism. And to say that I have to be a Republican to listen and I have to be a Republican to ask a question really misses public service in my mind. This was a big miss on talking to Utahns and what they decided to do is make it about inside party politics. So, Greg, is it a tantrum because it's like, listen, we like the caucus. We don't like that there's signatures. We don't like that there's primaries. And we want to go back to the old ways, and we're going to hold you to it. And no, I, I'm I, sticking it to you. I think there's two factors that played at the same time. The one is I think there is a growing worry about those that are that affiliate as Republicans because there's a platform, and they identify with it, and they really feel like they're Republicans. Because in 2020, you saw a very vocal and public argument of change party affiliations from Democrat or unaffiliated to Republican because, as Mars pointed out, that is the general election, so migrate over. And I think that those that affiliate as Republicans, because they subscribe to the platform, um, are becoming worried that the party's being diluted. And, and they, like, they like being a Republican for specific reasons. And again, whether it is the case that most people identify as a Republican, I, I don't think we should be abandoning a two-party system or that we should just all come to one party. So I think that there's some worry about the dilution. And then when so you, you saw, think Republicans are losing ground in Utah? No, I think that they're becoming worried that, that people are not tra- changing party affiliation because they're identifying as a Republican. They're changing party affiliation so they can change a, a Republican nomination outcome. And that's not what being so a Republican should be. So you're worried about be. the Republican foothold here. So you they're, think, they're, that, I think that, that, that well, non-Republicans are gaining ground. I think that ground. there is, amongst those who are Republican because they believe in what the Republican platform says – 
They are worried about the dilution of the party. So and they think that. they're going to lose their elections. So they're so worried about it. So they're wow. worried about their. So there's some cynicism or some concern there. But at the same time, oh, and that was last cycle. Then this cycle, the Democrats <laughs> kick out their state party uh, challenger for U.S. In Senate. In one race. And, in one race. But it, it, it's an accumulative effect. When you have what happened in 20, then you have this in 22. You that that's what I think you're feeling. So by, you don't think Ali Isom is a conservative? No, Republican. I'm saying I'm, to the question of was this a just a reaction that we like the caucus. I'm saying that people that are Republican are being are worried that being a Republican is just a okay, practical I, I decision just and not stop a party. You Greg Hughes thinks that the Republican Party is in danger of not winning things in the state of Utah. I'm, I just want to be clear. The Republican I'm Party's position that, is they're no, afraid of their majority foothold. want Republican to mean something and not, not be anything and to so anybody. And so by not debating and talking so, in a public square, so, points so, out. So, my, so I'm, just, I'm just playing commentator here. I'm not even giving you my opinion. I'm, saying, I'm calling balls and strikes here. I'm saying, why did this happen? Because there's this, this worry about the dilution of the party not being about, I'm coming over to a party whose who's platform and whose principles i subscribe to it's 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 for practical reasons of trying to change an outcome there's a worry there second thing if it were opposite though do you think that like let's say democrats were in charge in the state would you think that the concept of the there's a little gamesmanship going on would you be like all right this is good we're gonna go and we're gonna you know i I swear right hand up it's a pot you can't see my hand up right hand up if i lived in massachusetts right now I would not become a Democrat because most Democrats get elected in Massachusetts. Great. I'd want to see the Republican Party exist. Your argument, I'd want to see the Repu- I'd want to vote down ticket. I'd want to vote in the primaries for other races, not just the top of the ticket. I would not subscribe. I would not change party affiliation for the Senate race, meaning that in the state legislature, the state Senate, all the way down in the Democrat side, I wouldn't vote for. I wouldn't do that. I would stay a Republican because I believe in the Republican Party and its platform. So we're talking about the debates. I hate to bring you back to the issue. Well, you got me off to a tangent. I haven't given the second reason. There's a second issue here. Do you think the Republicans then will participate in the debate commission for the November? Because the primaries are over. So, yeah. So to your point about how how this job interview goes or how this works, I think the general election – you can have the debate commission. That's fine. I think in a a Republican primary, it's different. But here's the second factor that's taking me a while to get to. It wasn't the Republican Party's first decision to hold their own debates. They had asked to be able to submit questions that would be asked in the in the debate commission's debate, of which they rebuffed. Second, John Curtis, you cannot put him in the camp of wild right right wing. He legitimately was not going to be in town for the date that they had scheduled that debate and asked them to make it accommodate that he could be in town for that debate, and they refused. John Curtis was opting to not be, didn't participate in that, not because of these theoretical reasons I brought up about Republicans worried that the party was being diluted. He could not get, his schedule was truly conflicted and the, and the debate commission would not change their dates. I think the debate commission has a little bit of hubris going on here. I think they thought they were the only game in town and some of the rules, some of the things, the, the fact they wouldn't consider questions from the Republican party, the fact that they wouldn't change the date for Congressman Curtis because he was going to be on a diplomatic trade mission or something they had planned a year ago, and they weren't going to change it. That contributed to what we see with the that happening right now. Yeah, I mean, they did note in the media that it had been um, because Congressman Curtis was uh, out, and they did also note that it was after people had said they weren't going to participate. But I do find it astonishing that you are surprised that an independent commission doesn't want to have influences from the party. I mean, that seems on face 
independent might be well, what they're holding on they to. They have a couple co-chairs. And Thomas Wright, who um, ran mm-hmm. in the same race you did for governor, he's on it. And I don't know who the Democrat is that's on the I'm forgetting the his name. He, I've forgotten who it is. So they do have influence from both sides, member. which I think is a healthy thing. Well, that's thing. what they're saying yeah. is independent. They are saying we already have input Look, from I'm Republicans. Not, we already have input from Democrats. I in the debate Democrats. commission debate. I didn't cry about it. I didn't, re- I didn't refuse the debate. Did you the find it unrepublican? No. Were you I, able I was, to answer the questions from the independent? I thought Bruce meet? Lindsay was biased against me, but that's a personal. Okay, that, was a, we, that was an after the we, fact. We won't moment. bring that up here. Yeah, I won't, I, I, did I say to that out loud? Questions to me if I were um, <laughs> hosting the debate, I wouldn't be offended by them submitting them, but I wouldn't feel obliged to them. Yeah, I mean, because I, when I did the debate, I sat down and just like thought of everything that every Utah would want to ask and figured out what. But was that's most important. what is appealing yeah. to me about the independents. I don't want a political person, be it me or Greg, right? I don't want them crafting. I want either a group of people or I want it roundtabled. I want it somehow made independent of the influence because uh, frankly the parties own the rest of the process they own advertising they own persuasion speech yeah. they own Look, all these other campaign activities you're, you're, i would like you debates are to be neutral there would be no debate commission if the republican legislature and republican governor didn't put it in the budget and help pay for it it's been a pro- it's an appropriation we haven't argued the principles you've just espoused but when you take so you when failed you take to participate that, in it when you take that group and they are around for long enough where they're not going to bend on what day they're going to have their their debate. And Congressman Curtis can just not be there if they, he's not going to be there Frank, on that day. You can't date. change your point and of when view. You're not Either going, you're offended no, no, no. that they won't schedule I am around you, people. I am telling you that that you you cannot look at this in a vacuum without these contributing factors creating the cynicism. That cynicism is real, and it's real for other yeah, reasons you, other than the debate what commission. Apparently, your ball and strike supposedly, which yeah, I don't think I is am. that. I am Yours totally is fair on this. You didn't pass my litmus test of being a Republican. No, you're that, not my kind of Republican. I didn't and the say audacity that. I didn't of the Republican that. Party to suggest that. that they that the Republicans who are registered are not good enough. So right you now. think? Okay, then we're going to get into this. So you think in 50 states there are Heidi's Democrat, state Democrat parties I am that are the abandoning their date. Democrat We're Senate candidates Utah right for now. An, an independent. We're talking about Utah I'm right now. I'm telling you that that creates cynicism. And you can't say we can't get into this whole national cynicism no, of them versus us and all the, that. When you don't, when the, when the Democrats can't even put a candidate on the ballot. I'm buying big boy panties for everyone. Are, put them on, you, guys. Those Let's are circumstances that are going to cause an action and a reaction. And you have to... You have to put that into the equation about where the debate commission's at. What's going on? I just tell the, you. The argument wanna, that everyone should be a Republican. I, I want to give just, every Republican Party member just the assurance of the fact that you guys are still the supermajority. You seem to be worried about it, but I'm just going to tell you from it. the I'm outside looking it's, in. It is, there's nothing good about every Democrat deciding I'm going to be a Republican because they keep winning, so I'm just going to be a Republican. That. That that's a that's a I think if that's your point of view, surrender. You, you don't understand what's going on. Oh no, I do laugh. understand. I'm like I know. Really choking on my own spit. <laughs> and she's trying. Okay, we'll we'll. I know. So anyhow, I can't wait to see where this goes. But uh, I seriously think everyone just needs to act like adults. Let's just play along, like it's a real. It wasn't my favorite debate. I'll us. tell you that it wasn't my favorite debate. You know my Which favorite one? debate oh. in 2020. He yeah, likes you to stroke that. my ego. He does. He, I don't yeah, really. I, I wonder what he wants. Go, from go you. back and watch sure. that on YouTube. I didn't. I got beat up by uh, by uh, Rod Decker. <laughs> if you have not a by you, but Rod Decker just keeps hounding you forever. But I I like that debate. I thought that debate was awesome. Yeah, he's fun to work with. You well, were both good. 
he was tough. I'm, I'm not yeah. saying I went to the, the one that treated me the best. I'm saying that was the best, most challenging debate. Good. And I like a good challenge. So I hope that uh, <laughs> when we get to the election in November, that everyone shows up and debates. Uh, if you haven't educated yourself on the primary elections, there's a lot of important races. And as we've talked about, if you weren't thinking about who your sheriff choice is or who your <laughs> district attorney choice is, they're not having a debate, but maybe read up on what's happening and, and make by good choices. And by the next podcast, you'll have your ballots. And, 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 yeah. and by the way, since we're also so cynical politically here, Sheriff, Jen, Sheriff Smith doesn't have a race in the primary, so there's no political it's pageantry on his part. November. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have a race. It's not, he's not doing anything for his political prospects here. Hmm. So hmm. I still think it's I'm weird pretty that we sure elect that's sheriffs. not how politics work, but yeah. We I can mean, talk about that another day, but I just don't like electing sheriffs. I'm with you. Just, oh, I do. I oh, I love it. You we'll do? talk about that some other time. They're more I independent. I don't know. I don't love it. But we'll, oh. This is a whole podcast for another day. The, the answer to the people. It's beautiful. So thanks for being with us. I'll let you know next week if my washer and dryer works appropriately. Yeah. I'm very excited by that. I know this is why people come to this podcast. <laughs> uh, you guys do anything fun I, this weekend? Let's end on something nice. Um, uh, you got games. Yeah, I've got games. That's good. That's a good weekend. Yeah. I'm doing ringside commentary for the fights tonight, pro fights tonight. Nice. The 801 Center. In I actually Temple. think you'd be fun at that. Yeah. I, yeah. I, have, I do it with uh, Taylor Levitt. You uh, talk about pugilation, pugilation. He's a, actually, Taylor, the governor's son is a, a huge fight fan. He's a, super knowledgeable about boxing, and the two of us have fun That's doing cool. the color commentary. Who knew? All yeah. right. I may have to come to a story about you doing that someday. All right. Yeah, it's been fun it's hanging fun. out. The topics haven't been so fun, but it's nice <laughs> talking about them. Yeah. We'll talk to you next fun. week. If you like us, uh, give us a star rating. If you hate us, just move along. <laughs> I'm kidding. You can give us one star if you want. <laughs> <laughs>